You're listening to BA1 Radio. Okay, my name is Laura Ann. Oh my God, and Sarah's is Sarah Ann. And we're both with ease. How cool. What does the name Sarah mean? Tree. Talking royal family. <laughs> princess. Oh God. Thank you very much. Princess Do you know what though? She is, she is totally a princess. Do you know what Laura means? Oh, I had to bite my tongue and not swear then. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sarah and Laura show. You mean the Laura and Sarah show. Yes. Yes, you do. Also known as the We Get It Cancer Girls. That's us. Hello, I'm Sarah. And I'm Laura. And we are the We Get It Cancer Girls. What's We Get It, Laura? Very, very good question, Sarah. So We Get It is the number one uh, cancer support group in Bath. So whether you've just been diagnosed, you're in remission, you're living with cancer or living beyond, come and check us out. Plus, we're also a big fans of supporting carers that are supporting people affected by cancer as well. Very true. Um, where can you find out about our monthly and weekly get-togethers? On our fabulous website, www.wegetit.org.uk. I know you love it when I say www. No one says that anymore. Yeah, but is the World Wide Web. <laughs> no one says it anymore everyone knows it's the world wide web i'm still gonna say it and you can also find us on our rather wonderful social channels and that's what sarah looks after that's why she's saying that thank you Laura. instagram facebook and twitter she's in charge she's pretty good mind okay that's us we'll come back after this break ba1 radio made by bath for bath this is ba1 radio so we get it. What are we talking about? I get it. You get it. We get it. <laughs> but we do. What do you get, Laura? Well, I, I, well, I get it. I get it when people are alone during or after cancer treatment, or they've just been diagnosed, or they're struggling with certain elements. I get it. Okay, so that's the theme of our podcast, our broadcast that we're here to support people with cancer, to demystify the conversations mm. around cancer and um, to have a little giggle about the funnies, have a tear about the sad things and share all of that with people. So the theme then, Sarah, give us the theme of what we're going to talk about on our podcast. Well, we've thought long and hard about this and we've come up with the good, the bad and the ugly. Love it. Uh, so there are some wonderful aspects to having been ill. Mm. I don't say that lightly, and we'll explain more later. There are some terrible um, parts of our cancer journey, and there have been some funny, 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 funny times as well. And we want to share all of those with you as we um, take you on this little journey with us. Yeah, I think ultimately we want to try and help other people that are going through the similar things that we went through. That's the ultimate goal. But don't worry, we're not going to sit here and say you have to run marathons. No way. Not every day. Because we absolutely believe that... Um, Life's for living as well, isn't it? With cancer or without. And some days you might want to do what, Sarah? Well, uh, watch box sets, eat all of the biscuits and... Um, not drink green juice. Dream about Brad Pitt. Yeah, not drink green juice. What's your favourite biscuit? This is a really good question. Oh my gosh, what just came into my head was Jaffa Cakes. So did it. Oh, 
That's weird. Did you think that's it? I did, but that's not the best biscuit. But I also like Oreos because you can take them apart. Everyone knows the best biscuit is a custard cream or a bourbon. If you're the best old. biscuit is a custard cream. That's okay. it. Okay, it's nice if you dip it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so, moving on. So, aside from biscuit chat, we hope to be a little bit inspiring and also be very relatable. Hence the biscuits. Yeah. Who doesn't love talking about biscuits? But anyway, back on topic. Okay, so let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll mull over all of that. Love a break. Broadcasting online at ba1radio.org. This is BA1 Radio. So, the good, the bad and the ugly, we said. Uh, Let's start with the bad then, Laura. The bad? Wow, I thought you wanted to start with the good. Oh, yeah. Okay, (laughs) let's start with the good then. I read the thing wrong. I'm sorry. What can I say? <laughs> okay, let's start with the good. Um, yeah, this is a really tricky one because I had to kind of dig deep with this one. So what good parts were there about being diagnosed with cancer? And actually, I'm going to go right back to the root thing, actually, and go, when the doctor said it's cancer, you've got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, you start chemo in five days because you're very ill, I kind of got a sense of relief because I'd been misdiagnosed for six months and that was actually quite a painful time for me because I kept pushing going to the gym going to work I knew something wasn't right I had pneumonia collapsed lung fluid on the lung and I couldn't breathe and my heart rate went to about 120 beats per minute so I knew there wasn't something right and the doctor just kept saying oh you know you've got an infection I don't know what it is yet so when the consultant said look we know what it is it was kind of like right finally finally I know what it is. Let's get going. Let's try and get over this and let's try and kind of work through it and look at my options. So that for me was a kind of a good point in the sense that I knew what it was and then I could do something about it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think moving forward in any... Oh, I think knowledge is power. I think knowledge Mm. is really power. And I think not knowing is a horrendous mental state to be in. And therefore, in order to do anything in any situation knowing what you're dealing with is is really crucial to kind of the next step and moving forward in that and I think um uh definitely I would echo that in my cancer journey that actually um I had a biopsy and I had two horrendous weeks waiting for news on that um and every single scenario goes through your head and yeah that moment where you get the news but it's you know, it's it's bad news, but it's a, a a moment where things change and actually you can become active mm. in what's happening to you. It it isn't just happening to you. You're you know, you're forearmed and forewarned as to as to what's going what's going on. So yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Um but I would say for me, just I just the the experiences I've had through a cancer diagnosis and the opportunities it's given me, um, I think it's just made me a bit of a better person. It's my perspective on life has has been acute. It's uh, I'm not allowed to swear, but I made a something bucket to chuck all the dead wood in when I was going into treatment. Um, and that just allowed me to clear out some of the rubbish in my life. And I think that was a really positive 
headspace to be in that's a great idea for other people as well isn't it to do so you had a bucket talk us a bit bit more about that bucket sir well I actually made one it was pink and it had silver letters on it um but it was mentally a process of I don't have to deal with that that's so irrelevant right now I'm not gonna bother worrying about that like what a what a wonderful place to be in to have that sense of self and have that opportunity to not worry about all the all the rubbish. It's really struggling not to do this without swearing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, and then I, you know, I'm sat here doing a podcast with my my cancer wife, and you know, I think how lucky that I get to share that story with people, trying to help other people. But like, what a what a privilege mm. to still be here when other people aren't and hopefully change it up for other people. I, I think that that for me has been a blessing for sure. Super important message as well. Yeah. Thank you. Should we take a break? Let's do it. That was hard work. BA1. Bath's very own local radio station. I love this city. This is BA1 Radio. Hello, this is Sarah. This is Laura. We're back. We most definitely are. <laughs> I love my radio voice. Goodness me. Okay, so we've shared the good of our cancer journey. Um, okay, tissues at the ready. Bad. What's been the worst bit, Laura? Okay, so worst bit for me was um, sitting on the bed in the IUH and just being told by the consultants that I had cancer and my dad was coming to visit probably in approximately about 30 minutes and I just wasn't in the right place at all as you can imagine to tell my dad I had cancer so I asked the consultant if she would do it and she kindly said yeah that's fine I don't mind speaking to your dad so when my dad came in I had to sit on the bed and watch the consultant tell my dad that your daughter's got cancer and I think that for me is the hardest part um, because I had to watch my dad cry and also take on board that information and yeah I think just the impact that it had on my friends and family like it broke my heart you know every time I had to tell someone and just look at their faces and you know yeah I, I can deal with it but watching other people go through it with it was was pretty hard. It's a weirdness isn't it I've thought about this a lot actually and I don't know if it's a very British thing about how we manage other people's reactions to what's happening with us and actually our fear is for other people more than it is for us I found that a, a weirdness I, I saw it straight away as soon as I was diagnosed how I would worry about telling other people I would worry about them for them when you've got all of this going on actually your concern is for someone else remember bumping into someone in the supermarket and them going oh hi how are you and you're like no do I ruin their day do I tell them mm. or do I just do that oh yes all fine um so yeah and and for me certainly the the worst the lowest moment was when my daughters who were then um 12 and 10 asked me oh mummy you know what's the worst thing that could happen to you and and I had to be really honest and say well the the worst thing that could happen to me is that I would die and 
no, you know there is there is nothing out there that prepares you for a conversation like that there is nothing out there and um um i'm i've been a single mum for a long time um you know we're a little we're a little girl gang um that was that was really tough um you know really really tough to know how mentally they process that or even if they have you know that was three years ago so <clears throat> oh you can hear it in my voice can't you the stress is, is it's all there it's still there that terrible terrible kind of um moment but you know I always laugh because you know they're straight on to you know what's for tea and mm. you know can I steal your mascara that sort of thing so you know um and that actually I think is a lifeline in itself yeah. isn't it yeah of all uh, people people don't always act normally around you mm. and but actually I think those my kids have and it's yeah. you know it, it puts you I suppose into perspective then when they just carry on with life you kind of go with it too because you have to because you've got the children well you stay as mum and you don't mm. to them you haven't become a patient mm. because with their innocent minds you haven't you haven't changed your position whereas with other people you do and that can be very frustrating mm. can't it um yeah I will tell you um when I told my mum um she actually fainted so like me and my dad were like mum are you coming round <laughs> so if you've met my mum like she basically just collapsed and so like it took the pressure off me a little bit so it was like okay mum let's focus on you now so me and my dad were like trying to bring my mum round <laughs> so <laughs> so actually in a way she brought a bit of light relief to the situation so in a weird in a weird way mm. family different people huh? pe family, different people huh? deal with it in different ways though don't they do you know what i mean so yeah it's an it's a really interesting one okay so i think what we should do is um <clears throat> take a break and then come back and try and lighten the mood a little see you soon bye Radio. Radio made by Bath for Bath. You're listening to BA1 Radio. Okay, so um, we made you smile, I hope. We made you cry. I hope we didn't make you cry. Um, hopefully, we're going to make you giggle a little. So, we've given you the, the good and the bad. And we thought we would try and lighten things up a little by sharing the ugly the silly the ridiculous the embarrassing parts um of our of what's happened to us in our in our journey uh, in our cancer stories so i will warn you laura that my story is quite funny okay sarah bring it on just saying you want to go first yes i'd love to Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so my ugly or silly story was that I had really long, long blonde hair. And then when I had, went through cancer treatment, I had to chop it all off or I was going to lose my hair. So I went kind of in stages. So I went to like a short haircut. But then suddenly, like all my friends seemed to become like expert, like hairdressers that weren't even hairdressers. They'd be like, hey, Laura, can I cut your hair, please? I've got like this pair of scissors and I've got this like shaving tool. Let me just like, can I cut a bit off? And like, you know, 
know, do something here. And I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, freestyle, go for it. So my hair had like really weird moments to the point where on my last chemo, I ended up with a bit of fluff on the top of my head. So my friend was like, can I take you to the barbers to get like, you know, like it completely shaved? So I was like, yeah, okay, why not? You know, let's go for it. And then I just walked out the barbers with like a completely shiny bald head. Like (laughs) the sun was like just bouncing off. And it was like that episode of Friends where Ross dates this really beautiful girl and then Rachel convinces her to shave her head. And it was just like that moment of like when people were like staring at me anyway, but they were staring even more because it was shiny and bald and like just like a little bit greasy, you know, it's just a bit weird. <laughs> it's just, but anyway, I look like a Buddhist monk. I literally look like a Buddhist monk, but you know, and I like Buddhist monks, but yeah, so that's my story. I love the way your friends only took an interest in your hair when you had none. <laughs> they loved it. Everyone loved touching my bald head. Oh, you know, was I'm that so- not really annoying? I think it made them, I think it made them feel better. So I was like, yeah, go ahead, touch it if you want to touch it. Because it was that kind of like, they were scared to kind of know what to say. So I was like, touch it if you want. So it's like, were they, did they ask their grand, their granddads who were bald if they could touch their heads as well? It's not like well, no, something wasn't you would like never see. like a granddad see. bald head. I'm sure it was very glamorous. It was but... a beautiful shiny one. <laughs> <laughs> you could see from, from the whales. <laughs> We haven't mentioned Wales, by the way. We will, though. Don't you worry. So, Sarah, tell us, because obviously yours is going to be the best one. Tell us your ugly, funny, funniest moment throughout your cancer treatment. Well, it was quite funny because I had this uh, a rare cancer, cordosarcoma, which is a bone and soft tissue cancer. I'd urge you all to Google that and find out about sarcomas. I'm sure actually we'll get to that at some point on this um, radio journey because I would like to talk more about that. But I had very complicated surgery following radiotherapy. I basically had most of my left calf removed, filled by lots of, oh, and my fibula, just a little thing that's been taken out as well, filled by lots of... um, fat and muscle from my right thigh so that's the plastic surgery bit so it looks okay although I've got some fairly um, amazing scars but it does mean that my foot doesn't move and my well my foot does move it doesn't move brilliantly and my ankle's impaired as well so because sarcomas are rare um, the team at Southmead who look after me who have been incredible who are also a teaching hospital, record all these things along the way so that they can share it with their students because these are rare things and the surgery is so unique. On on one particular journey to the clinic at Southmead, um, I was asked if I would mind having my legs photographed as part of the the education bit. Absolutely, yeah, not a problem. I'll I'll have my photo taken. You know me, Laura. Yeah, you love it. Love having my photo taken. Love it. Yeah, uh, but I had on a top, a thong and a skirt. And when I went there, I said, did they have any gowns? And they had no gowns. I went, oh, okay. Awkward. Is this fine? Just some photographs of your lower leg. Oh, okay, that's fine. Hitched my skirt up, had some photos taken. And they read to the bottom of what my surgeon had requested. Oh, actually, he wants some video of you. Of, of a video, yeah. Of you hopping? Really? I don't hop ordinarily. Wow. 
didn't hop before cancer. Don't really think I can hop now anyway, but I'll give it a go. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I hopped on one on one leg. Obviously, that is hopping. On my toes, left, right, forward and back, thong, you know, away from the camera. There wasn't a lot left to the imagination. And then when I finished, I realised that I'd signed a way that they could use this footage anywhere across the World Wide Web, the www.mg. So um, I was mortified, told my surgeon off and said if I'd known I'd worn massive knickers. (laughs) Um, He was very apologetic and said that he would trash all this footage, but I don't know. It is possible if you Google... Did he really? Sarah, sarcoma, hopping. Don't know what else you'd need to put in a search engine. It's possible. It could be there. I would say Uh this is an advisory. Don't do it. (laughs) Do it. So, yeah, these are the kind of things that, you know, like weird and wonderful Mm. things that, you know, wouldn't ordinarily have happened Mm. had I not had most of my leg chopped out. And there's plenty more. Is that a winning story? Look, sir, it's not a competition, okay? <laughs> it's not a competition. It's the Laura and Sarah show at the end of the day. I think that means I'm a winner. Okay, so uh, let's take a break after all of that nonsense. And we'll be back. See you soon. This is BA1 Radio. Radio made by Bath for Bath. We're back. This is Sarah. This is Laura. Uh, so we're kind of rapidly getting to the end of our very first broadcast. It's been very exciting. Thank you to BA1 Radio for having us. Thank you, Luke and Luke. Thank you, Luke and Tom. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'd love to hear what you thought. You can contact us on our social channels. Tell us what you thought. Tell us what you want to hear about. Do you have a bit of the good, the bad and the ugly to share? Definitely want to hear your ugly stories. We do. Yeah. Can you top mine? Because mine won today. Right. No one's... Right. Who's marking? Like, where's the head teacher? Like, who's marking these? Me. Okay. So, if they'll have us, we'll be back for more The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. More cancer stories. More stories beyond cancer. More fun. More giggles. Thank you for listening. And in the meantime, check out www.wegetit.org.uk and our social media. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye. BA1 Radio made by Bath for Bath. This is BA1 Radio.